Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. It is great to be with you. We have a big show today. We are, of course, talking about Euro 2020, which happens to be happening in 2021, but that's okay. We're talking the Euros. Let's talk about it because the round of 16 is all set. We'll be taking you through the round of 16, the matchups. Let's look at some of the odds, courtesy of our title sponsor, betonline.ag. And we'll give you some picks and uh, some good values there to put some money on. I have a really good idea of what our final is going to look like as well. So I'm going to take you through everything as well as looking at some of the results, some of the disappointments. Um, and I think disappointments is a word. And, and, and also some of the signals. I, I'm trying to put this politely. Some of the signals that are coming off of this Euro for certain teams. Hello, Germany. We'll talk about it uh, after the break. A big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Radio Network. It's great to be with you. And if you're listening on one of our uh, digital platforms, iHeartRadio, tune in the award-winning SiriusXM app. Welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. If you miss any part of the show, you can check it out. Once it's concluded at our podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, uh, Olympic soccer coming up later here in the next few weeks. I don't really like the Olympics, but women's soccer at the Olympics is definitely sort of, for me, the highlight, the marquee, the event that makes it all worthwhile watching rather than, you know, five foot, five foot or four foot eight gymnasts who have been kept in a prison their whole lives watching them dance around and tumble around, although they are very... Uh, talented, no doubt. Anyway, I'll, I'll share my opinions for you later. Lots to get to today. Send me a tweet at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. Uh, I'm with you Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, then again at 9 p.m. Pacific. Uh, pardon me, then again at midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for you early birds listening on Sports Overnight America. I seem to be a little discombobulated today. It's really because I'm getting my notes together uh, because i got to take a break and be right back to kick it all off right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Welcome back to the show, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Nick Eber with you, and I mentioned earlier the Olympics are coming up, and uh, you know, lots of people love the Olympics. I'm actually not really a lover of the Olympic Games. Uh, look, I get them. I don't don't really have a problem with them. Uh, but let, let, let's t- I tell you what. Let's take a look. I'm, gonna, I'm sitting in front of a computer right now. And um, I'm typing Olympic Games sports, okay? So let's take a look at the Summer Olympic sports list. Are you ready for this? Three-on-three basketball. Okay, I'm not interested in that. Archery, not so much. Artistic gymnastics, not really. Artistic swimming, yeah. Athletics, not really. 
Badminton, absolutely not. Baseball, softball, not a chance. Olympic basketball. Why would I watch Olympic basketball when I can watch the NBA? Beach volleyball. I couldn't give a rat's ass about beach volleyball. Or BMX freestyle. BMX racing. And look, hey, Brian Wilson, I love you. And T-Bone BMX is happening. But it's not my thing. It's your thing. Boxing. Okay, I like the boxing. I admit, Olympic boxing is cool. You get to see a lot of the great amateurs, and oftentimes they come up to be incredible professionals. Canoe, kayaking, flat water. No! Canoe, kayaking, slalom. Not interested. Diving. Okay, I, I suppose that has holds some sort of voyeuristic uh, interest because they jump from such high heights you know that you're waiting for them to do a belly flop or something equestrian no fencing no football yes women's football the only thing worth talking about in the olympics golf no handball no olympic hockey that's a winter sport isn't it it is it is that's a that's an olympic oh, oh i see field hockey even less no judo no karate no marathon swimming no modern pentathlon no mountain biking no rhythmic gymnastics no Road cycling, rowing, rugby, sailing, shooting, skateboarding. Oh, that is a great sport. Sport climbing and surfing. And I like the, kind of like the swimming, but table tennis, taekwondo, regular tennis, track cycling, trampoli trampoline. There you go. Have you ever wondered who the world's greatest trampoliners are? Well, you're going to find out at the Olympic Games. Triathlon, volleyball, water polo, weightlifting, wrestling. Oh, God, it's so ridiculous. I mean, are you seriously excited about three-on-three -three basketball or BMX freestyle? Uh, I'm not. But women's football? Yeah, I'm excited by that. I like boxing. I like it's the swimming, I guess. But it's really not for me. It's, it's just like I'm waiting till August the 14th and the Premier League starts. That's what it's about for me. But hey, look, it doesn't matter whether you listen to me or you listen to my young son or you listen to anybody. It's what you like. And if you want to place a wager or two on the Olympic Games, you should be able to do that. And if you want to place a wager on the Euros, you should be able to do that. And if you want to place a wager on boxing or golf or the NHL or the NBA, you need to do that. And there's no better place to do that than with my good friends at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Give them a call. Head over there. Safe, secure. Never had a problem with any money. Go over there right now. Place a bet on your favorite sport. If you sign up right now, they'll give you a 50% deposit on your first uh, a 50% bonus on your first deposit. This whole segment really hasn't been an ad for Bet Online. Trust me, I, I meant what I said about the Olympics. And you know, it it's funny because the Olympic women's soccer is for me the most interesting thing in the games. Why? Because it is a high-profile sport, unlike, say, artistic gymnastics, all right? And you're seeing the best players in the world play. So you get that at the Women's World Cup, and now you get that at the Women's Olympic Games. I only hope that they're not limiting professionals from playing. I think the whole thing is silly, by the way. And by the way, what a ruling the Supreme Court came down with regarding the NCAA. I think if you're listening to this show a lot... 
and I'm really going off on a few tangents here, you'll know about my opinion about that ridiculous organization. I mean, to listen to the justices and what they said about the NCAA, and keep in mind, this case that went in front of the justices was very, very narrow. It was really about um, whether you know, it was right or not for athletes to get, say, a laptop or other benefits that are sort of non-educational benefits around their education. And the justices yet said yes. They also happened to say, oh, by the way, we think the NCAA is a monopoly. We think it's a ridiculous that they make all this money and don't pay their athletes. And we think it's ridiculous that the basis on which they don't pay their athletes is the concept of we don't pay our athletes, therefore... If we do pay them, we're breaking the law. Listen, for too many times I hear about, oh, so-and-so violated the NCAA and the Department of Justice in investigating, and they're going to go to jail. I say, screw the NCAA. They're not the law. They're not above the law, as the justices said. It's time that American football and basketball got their talent from somewhere else. It's time for viable minor leagues where the players are playing at a lesser level than at the top league but are being compensated as athletes for their time and for the dangers that come with it. Let's be honest, the value of a bachelor degree from Auburn, if you can barely spell your name, is zero. Are you telling me that a bachelor's degree from Auburn or UCLA, where I have my bachelor's degree from, or any school, is worth more than another? They're worth more than one from WGU or from, uh, you know... Pierce College, or well, they don't give uh, bachelor's degree, or from Northridge, or I don't buy that. You know, it, it's your graduate degree that really counts. The value of a bachelor's degree is substantially less than what it was. Part of it is there are many, many more people getting pushed through the system. Part of it is a lot of the people that are coming through the system aren't particularly well educated despite the system. So the fact the NCAA wants to give away an education uh, in trade for playing, for image, for uh, merchandising rights, and for the potential for a player to get injured and never play again is an outrage. And we talk about sort of, I used to talk about MLS as major league slavery, and I got a lot of crap for that. But at the time when players were making 20 grand a year, it, it, I mean, what do, you, what do you think, right? Well, the NCAA is even worse. The whole system where a coach can make $9 million a year coaching an amateur team is an outrage. They should take that money that they're making from the athletic program and open up scholarships, academic scholarships, for needy and worthwhile students. Not pay a coach $9 million to coach a, 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 a quote-unquote amateur athletic team that represents a university. It's outrageous. So I, for one, am happy. I don't know how I got on this tangent, folks. We're here to talk about the Euros, and uh, trust me, I'm a man of my word. We're going to talk about the Euros. I have my bracket done. There we go. Speaking of college sports, 
Love a little bracketology around the NCAA, around the Final Four. March Madness. Well, I've done my uh, Summer Madness for my uh, Euro 2020 brackets now that match the uh, round of 16 are in. And there are some big, big, big matchups. England, Germany being one. Belgium, Portugal, cracking game. France, Switzerland, pretty good one too. Sweden, Ukraine, not so much. All right, I'm going to go down in detail when we come back. This is World Soccer Radio. I am Nick Eber, and that's what's on my mind. All right, welcome back, World Soccer Radio, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and SiriusXM, as well as iHeartRadio, TuneIn, the award-winning SiriusXM app, and the American Forces Radio Network for all of our servicemen and women around the world listening on that network. It is great to be with you. If you miss any part of the show, you can catch me at my podcast network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network, where you'll find this show uh, posted pretty much immediately um, at its conclusion. So... Um, the results are in. We're done and dusted. I want to take a look at some of the picks that I made for the last uh, for the match day three games for Wednesday, uh, Thursday, Friday, uh, third Wednesday, and uh, all the way through the weekend. So let's take a look. Uh, first of all, was Slovakia, Spain. Now, I thought this was a potential upset. Upset, and for the first forty minutes, it looked like an upset. Slovakia were holding Spain, then, of course, an own goal, then the floodgates opened, then the Spanish started to find the back of the net. In fairness of the five goals they scored, uh, two of them were own goals by the Slovaks. Uh, so the plus 1,600 payday that I thought, you know, was a long shot, but maybe worthwhile didn't come in France. And Spain, the minus 475 favorites, won it. By the way, all odds courtesy of our good friends at betonline.ag. Uh, Sweden, Poland... Uh, I predicted on this one that Sweden would win, and they did indeed win this game, and um, they did concede two goals to Poland, which um, is very interesting, because remember, it took until Clarsen's goal in at the fourth minute of overtime, or added time, to win this game. I don't think Sweden looked all that good. The Polish team were not exactly a powerhouse, okay? I mean, sure, they have Lewandowski. He's a great player. No one will uh, deny that. And you have, you know, Szczesny in goal. I don't know if that's a benefit or a problem. By the way, the uh, Polish team were ranked at plus 6,600 to win the tournament, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleventh, and there were two. There are two tight teams in that, uh, four teams in that group tied for two spots. So it's either thirteenth or eleventh, depending on on how you look for it. They were actually the same odds as Russia and Switzerland. 
But Sweden did win, and a plus 175, a little plus money on Sweden. I thought that was a tasty morsel, and indeed it was. Germany-Hungary. This was a fascinating game because it just reinforced in my mind how really unbelievably um, mediocre this German team is. They were um, battled to a 2-2 draw against Hungary. Goretzka pulling it out for Germany in the 84th minute. And uh, this was not a good advertisement for German football and their chances at this Euros. They did not look good. But then again, I keep saying to myself, yeah, when you're, you know, when your number 10 is Serge Nabry, I mean, yeah, you've got Havertz and Sané is a great player and Tony Cruz and Kimmich and Homers and Rudiger. Ah, Anoya. They're either over the hill, they're just not good enough. And uh, I don't think this Germany to German team was good enough. The draw paid plus 650, folks. Hungary, an outstanding job. I thought Germany would win this one uh, begrudgingly, uh, but they did not. So I was wrong on that one. Portugal, France, another interesting game. Uh, you know, this French team needs to learn how to kick it into the next gear. Because they have not been doing that. And I think they're the most talented team right now in the tournament. And in Budapest, they were battled to a 2-2 draw. A certain CR7, Cristiano Ronaldo, scoring both goals for the Portuguese. Uh, both were penalties. I tell you what, Mr. Cristiano is a wonder to behold. Um, what is he, 36 years old, 38 years old. He's... Uh, something else, and just getting better with age, changing his game a little bit. He and Messi, incredible, but for my money, Ronaldo's the man. Anyway, they get the draw, plus 220. Uh, the final ma matches were Wales and Denmark and Italy and Austria. And I think, you know, to be to be fair, Italy are probably the most informed team right now in this entire tournament, right? I mean, I think that's that's uh, that's reasonable. That's reasonable to say, would you not? So Wales, Denmark, that will be your first round of sixteen game, I believe, right? Uh, we have Wales, Denmark will be the first round of sixteen game, and then Italy, Austria will be the next. So what I'm going to do when we come back from break? Is I'm going to break down... Well, let's do it right now. Let's talk about the round of 16, because I mentioned the first two. So the Portugal-France game capped off match day three. Let's Before we get into the round of 16, let's talk about disappointments, okay? Because there, there were plenty of disappointments, I think, in the Euros. Turkey, unreal that they scored one goal, conceded eight. In a group where, you know, one might have thought... They were better possibly than Wales and better possibly than Switzerland. Not as good as Italy, but to crap out in, in, in as massive of a fashion as they did was a real blight on Turkish football. Um, Finland, Russia going out of Group B. I wouldn't say there were any mass disappointments there. Uh, I think the Finns can feel they, they had a good tournament. The Russians can definitely not feel like they had a good tournament. Um, too bad for Finland. They didn't make it out in third place. Uh, in Group C, North Macedonia exits. 
Netherlands, Austria, Ukraine, no real surprises there. Group D, though, you know, for me, the surprising Group D, and we're going to talk about this a little bit, is not that England, you know, won two, drew one. It's that they scored two goals in three games. That they are registering the least effective attack of any of the remaining teams in the tournament. In point of fact, were just about the worst of all the teams in terms of shots on goal. Now, defensively, obviously, very, very solid. And one, one sort of wonders you know, what Gareth Southgate is all about and that, you know, he's building it from the back. But at some point, we got to see more from England than Harry Kane running around looking dangerous but not doing anything and Raheem Sterling just knocking a couple of goals in. When you're in a group with Croatia, the Czech Republic and Scotland, you have to do better. The Scots going out, well, it was tough for them, right? The problem the Scots had in three games, they scored one goal. In three games, the English scored two goals. You have to score goals, particularly as you get on in the tournaments. Yes, I know in the knockout stage, one goal to nil will get you through to the next round. But unless you can show something that is going to put a mild amount of fear or trepidation into your opponents, uh, you know, I think you're going to have a really, really tough time, particularly as you start to play slightly better teams. So, Scotland out. Czech Republic, I thought, were good value for the money. Croatia, uh, yeah, you know, not, not a particularly great Croatian team, but I suppose, you know, decent value. England, very disappointing. Slovakia and Poland out. Disappointed for both of them. I thought they both, um, particularly Slovakia, by the way, um, played, played well. Although Poland scored more goals, conceded less, and still had less points. But neither one of them really deserving to go through the group, to the, uh, the knockout stage. In Group F, um, what to say? I, I'm only sad that, Port, that Hungary, who I thought were terrific to get two draws, okay, to get two draws in a group with France, Germany, and Portugal, uh, was saying something absolutely terrific about this Hungarian team. They were... behind only North Macedonia and Finland, who were both tied at plus 50,000 to win the tournament. Hungary were plus 25,000. And I thought the Hungarians will leave, go back to uh, Budapest with their heads held high because I thought they put on a terrific show and had some good results. So, in a nutshell, my biggest disappointments in the tournament Definitely Turkey above all else. And I hate to say it, folks. I hate to say it. I'm going to say Scotland next in how absolutely ineffective they were in putting any ball in the back of the net. And finally, lastly, England. By the way, I thought Spain had been pretty disappointing as well. And again, you're saying, but Nick, how can you say England are disappointing? They finished top of Group D. They, you know, they won two. They drew one. Uh, and that's all true. It's the two goals for in three matches against Croatia, the Czech Republic, and Scotland that are, it is quite frankly, completely, totally, and utterly inexcusable. They have an acid test coming up. When we come back after break, let's do it, folks. Let's get down and dirty together in the Euros. 
I have eight matches, 16 teams, match, uh, round of 16, match one through eight. I'll break them all down, tell you who I think is going to win, and I'm going to give you the odds. That should also allow us to do, uh, to exercise a little bracketology. And we can say, bracketologically speaking, uh, we're going to go through the quarterfinals, the semifinals, and the finals. And I'm going to tell you right now, England, I don't think they're really in the final. All right, World Soccer Radio, Nick Eber here, here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Break time. I'll be right back after this. I love Janie Jones, and I am not in, uh, I do not have a boring job. I love what I do, and what I do is talk to you about the beautiful game Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. We are presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and there's a lot to get to. Since we're talking about betonline.ag, we are going to break down the remaining eight matches in the round of 16. Let's start with what I alluded to earlier. Wales-Denmark. Interestingly enough for me, Of these two teams, I think they are some of the most evenly matched teams that we have here. Maybe short of, say, I don't know, England, Germany, or not France, Swiss, and Croatia. Yeah, yeah, probably, probably Wales, Denmark. The odds. Courtesy of betonline.ag. Wales, the long shots, plus 200. The Danes, minus 260. I don't know really what to make out of this. In the group stages, Denmark lost the first game to Finland. We all remember that, the, the match that Christian Eriksen had his heart attack on. But then they went on to lose to Belgium. And they did end up whomping on Russia by four goals to one. However, however, you know, Russia lost to Belgium 3-0 and they lost to, De and they lost to uh, Finland 1-0. It doesn't tell me anything. All I can say is, without Christian Eriksen, the Danish team isn't nearly as good. And so when I look at a plus, uh, minus 260 for Denmark... Then I say, well, let's let's take a look at our Welsh friends, shall we? And remember the group that Wales was in, right? They were in a tough, tough, tough group. They drew Switzerland 1-1. They beat Turkey 2-0. And they lost only 1-0 to Italy, by far the best team so far in the tournament. By the way, Italy scoring uh, seven goals against Wales, Switzerland, and Turkey, conceding not a one. 
Wales a much tougher group than Belgium, Denmark, Finland, and Russia. Not that Belgium aren't a great team. They, they, they are fantastic. They're perfect 3-0. But fin Finland and Denmark, uh, Finland and Russia, not so much. So I, folks, I'm going to tell you, take Wales. And you know what? All I can say is, remember in the Champions League final three years ago, remember that Gareth Bale bicycle kick? Well, you know, we talk about Cristiano Ronaldo. I think it's his new name. Cristiano Ronaldo being the big game player. You know, Gareth Bale has a way of popping up in the big game player. Look, I think at plus 200, you would be a numpty not to take Wales. So I'm going to go ahead and take Wales, plus 200. I mean, it's unfortunate for whoever, whoever you take because uh, they get to go on to a very tough opponent, and that is coming now off of match day two which is Italy, Austria. And I'm going to tell you, folks, this Italian team is the best team in the tournament, and they are playing with a sense of purpose. They are playing with momentum. They are playing with belief. Their big players are getting it done. I mean, if you think... To, I mean, to come up uh, against Switzerland, okay... A team with the likes of Mbolo and Seferovic and Shakiri and Xhaka, Elvedi. I mean, a, a very decent team. But to get, you know, two goals from Locatelli, a beautiful goal from Immobile, uh, to, to win 3-0, I'm telling you, this Italian team is awesome to watch. And, by the way, you know, the days of the Catanazio are long gone because, quite frankly, uh, this Italian team playing some sensational football right now. Austria, on the other hand, yeah, I mean, look, they've done well. What to say about poor old Austria? They came second in a group with Ukraine and North Macedonia beneath them. I mean, you know, they beat North Macedonia 3-1. Uh, you know, they lost 2-0 to the Dutch, and they beat Ukraine 1-0. I mean, they just don't have that great of a squad. I mean, if you look at who they pitched up with to play the Dutch, Baumgartner and uh, Grigorich. I mean, they have Alaba, central defense, okay. But, I mean, I, I, I just, I'm, I'm not, they're, they're not getting by the Italians. And the odds makers would agree. Uh, Austria are plus 325. The Italians are big favorites at minus 450. And I think that is more than fair. That is definitely what I will take. I'm going to try and move it along here a little bit. Okay, Sunday, we've got the Netherlands against the Czech Republic. Um, I am not sold on this Dutch team. Is there a chance we could see an upset in this match? Unfortunately, I don't really think so. The Czech Republic, again, not really scoring goals, conceding goals. Um, you know, let's face it, the Dutch team, okay, they had North Macedonia and Ukraine in their group. They did score two go eight goals. And we're perfect, 3-0-0. It's going to continue here. 
I'm going to take the Netherlands, minus 145. And wait a minute, I'm going to do a double take here. Minus 145 for the Dutch against the Czech Republic. You have to take that, folks. Head over to betonline.ag right now. Take minus 145 for the Dutch over the Czech Republic. Belgium, Portugal. This is probably one of the two true clashes of titans that we are going to have here in the round of 16. This is going to be a very, very, very tough match to figure. I will tell you, Belgium are plus 150, Portugal plus 210. And I'm going to tell you, I am taking Portugal for this, folks, because, well, I don't think you can ever count out the Cristiano Ronaldo factor. His last swans, his swan song. You have to take him. I'm going to take him. And right now, you're getting plus money on Portugal. Belgium are the big favorites at minus 150. You're going to get plus 120 on Portugal. Look, this both these sides are great. It's going to be a fabulous, fabulous match. Let's see how we're doing here. Ooh, we're doing nicely because I want to get through a little bracketology fun too uh, as we come down the line. Croatia, Spain. Well, look, um, you have to take the Spanish. I will tell you, they for me have been a whopping disappointment this tournament. I do believe they will get by Croatia though. Um, and, and that's just kind of how it is. The Croatians did not impress me at all. And I think they're, you know, in a transitional period. And even though they were the finalists at the World Cup, they will not be the finalists at Euro 2020, played in 2021. So, taking Spain, odds makers would agree, at minus 340. France, Switzerland, you have to take France, minus 450. Big odds makers favorites. I love this French team. I, I really do. They are loaded with talent. You know, the thing about this French team is they need to learn now to drop it into a different gear. They don't seem to be doing that. I'm not sure playing Switzerland is going to force them to do that. I think they will have another mediocre performance and get by the Swiss. And then they will find themselves matched up with the winner of the Croatia-Spain match, uh, which is next up on the list. Uh, I did say take Spain, excuse me. Finally, England-Germany. Well, there's two more. England-Germany. I think this German team is rubbish. I mean rubbish. Uh, are they the worst team in the tournament? Of course not. Do they deserve their fourth place seeding? A plus 700 to win the tournament? Not a chance. I am not sold on this German team. I am not sold on the English team either. England's inability to score goals is the single greatest problem. On the other hand, the German team do not seem to be very, very dangerous in front of goal at all. I am certainly not sold on this German team. Yes, they scored six goals in the tournament. I get it. I get it. And they did score two. Uh, they did score uh, four against Portugal. Yes, I get it. But they conceded two against Hungary, right? And they were shut out by France. I'm going to take England. I think momentum is on their side. Uh, and so I'm going to take England on this one. And uh, by the way, very, very close. Minus 125 for England. Minus 105 for Germany. I'm taking England to advance. Finally, Sweden, Ukraine. Uh, you pretty much have to take Sweden. At minus 150. So those are my picks. I don't think I need to give too much more detail as to that. So where does that leave us? Well, if uh, the quarter first quarter... Uh, Quarterfinal number one will be the winner of the Croatia-Spain match against the winner 
of the France-Switzerland match, which is going to set us up with a Spain-France matchup in quarterfinal number one. This is going to put the pressure on France to actually perform. I think they will do it. Therefore, I have France beating Spain and going on to the semifinals. Quarterfinal number two is Wales, because I believe they will beat Denmark, and Italy, because I believe they will beat Austria. I love this Italian team. It will set up an Italy-France match for the semifinal number one. I, as difficult as it is for me to say, I think France will win. By the way, that is a complete toin cost, uh, toin cost, coin toss. As that South African guy on the commercial says, it's 50-50. Quarterfinal number three, the Dutch versus the Portuguese. Well, hmm, because I think ne Netherlands will beat the Czech Republic. The Portuguese will beat the will beat the Belgians. Therefore, it will be the Netherlands against Portugal. And at this point, I am going to say I think that the Netherlands. Do I think the Netherlands will win? Hmm, I have to think about that. Yeah, probably. Netherlands will win. So, nah. Well, yes, Netherlands will win. Quarterfinal four, England, Sweden. I'm going to take England, which will set up a semi-final between the Netherlands and the English. The Dutch will win. It's going to give us the Dutch versus the French for the final. Flip a coin for you if you think it's going to win. I don't know that it'll be the French. Or it could just as well easily be the Italians versus the Portuguese. But that would be my other option, Italy versus Portugal. but uh, but or, or Italy versus Belgium, I suppose. But honestly... I'm going to go with my first choice, France-Netherlands in the final, and I'm going to take uh, Francia. That's my bracketology. This is World Soccer Radio. Hope you're having fun with me. See how I kind of think this out as I go along? It's because I don't have a script. It's because this is live. It's because it's stream of consciousness. And now you can see what absolute rubbish lives in my head. Uh, find me on Twitter, at Nikiba, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, Facebook.com, forward slash World Soccer Radio. I'll be back right after the break. You're back with me, Nick Eber, here on World Soccer Radio, Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern Time, then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. on the East Coast for all you early birds listening on Sports Overnight America. Um, we've had a lot of fun this show, gone through uh, a sort of recap of the match day three results. We've taken a look at the matchups in the round of 16, and I've done even better. I've taken you all the way through the final, where I predict will be France the Netherlands or Italy, Belgium, uh, if you want an alternate, but France versus the Dutch, I think is probably the most likely scenario. Well, the English. Oh, you, oh whatever. Anyway, uh, I want to recap, though, my picks for the round of 16 before it gets too late. These odds courtesy of my good friend uh, and title sponsor, betonline.ag, where they'll give you right now a 50% uh, bonus on your first deposit okay uh wales denmark uh surprise surprise i'm taking wales at plus 200 italy to advance at minus 450 over austria i'm going to take that uh, netherlands over the czech republic i'm going to take the dutch minus 300 uh those plucky little Czechs 
will not manage to get it done, although they have been uh, uh, fun to watch, a team with some belief. Uh, Portugal, I believe, will get by Belgium for a big upset at plus 120 versus the massive favorite Belgium at minus 150. Uh, you can't, can never count out CR7. Uh, Croatia, Spain, I'm going to go with the boring, boring Spanish. Uh, France will advance over Switzerland at minus 450. England will advance over Germany in what really has to be the absolute marquee matchup, I would say, of this round of 16. And to top it off, Sweden, I have advancing over Ukraine. Sweden are minus 150. All right, well, I would love to hear from you. How do you think my picks did? How did my picks do? Never fear. We'll be back after the matches we can talk about. In the meantime, find my podcast at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V. That's the Believe Podcast Network. In the meantime, have a great night. Love and enjoy the football. I'll speak to you soon right here on World Soccer Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.